0: is where I long to be, a Magical Trip Report podcast. My name is Virginia and I am your host. Welcome back to this first standalone post-trip report interview with Jennifer Cusato, who recently ventured out on a five-night cruise on the Disney Magic from Miami to Nassau with her husband and 11-year-old daughter. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the pre-trip report interview, this is Jennifer's ninth Disney cruise with her family. They were looking forward to double dipping to Disney's private island, Castaway Key, getting dressed up for Pirate Night, and checking out some of the latest renovations to the ship, which included a new jazz lounge themed like the Pixar movie Soul. As a reminder, Jennifer is a travel advisor who specializes in Disney. So if you are looking to book your next trip to Disney World, Disneyland, or a Disney cruise, you can find Jennifer's contact information in the show notes. And now, here's Jennifer. Welcome back, Jennifer. I know that you are in New Hampshire. It's it's probably just as hot as it is here in New York. But the question is, is it as hot as Florida where you are right now? Because when... I looked at the weather earlier today. I was like, it's hotter here than down there.
1: Uh, yeah, it's hotter here. Uh, we spent a couple days in Fort Lauderdale before heading down to Miami. And yeah, it is it's in the 90s here right now, which is kind of insane, right? <laughs> it's really crazy. Yeah,
0: I know, we're, we're not used to it here. I was no. I was dying going into, I had to go into work in person today. And it was crazy riding the subway in this heat. But let's not talk about work or commuting or unfun things like that. Let's talk about your Disney cruise. So you traveled down from New Hampshire. First, let's start with your travel. How how was that? How was it getting down to Florida and getting onto the ship? Walk us through all of that.
1: All right, so uh, the closest airport to me is actually Manchester Airport in New Hampshire. Uh, But we did not use that airport. You can also use Boston, which is very close, but that's a big airport. So we chose to go down to Worcester, Massachusetts, which is a little bit crazy. They have maybe four flights a day, but they had a direct JetBlue flight to Fort Lauderdale. And I got to say it was probably the best airport I've ever been to because everyone there was on our flight. So security lines were very low. Parking was very cheap and it was just one flight going out. So it was so easy. So we flew JetBlue down direct to Fort Lauderdale. Um, the cruise was actually out of Miami, but it was way cheaper to fly to Fort Lauderdale and a lot easier. We're not a huge fan of the Miami airport. Um, and we spent two days in Fort Lauderdale at the Courtyard Marriott right on the beach. Nothing fancy, just just a regular old Courtyard Marriott, but we were right on the beach. so That was nice. Gorgeous. Again, cooler than it is right now in New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> we had a great two days. We just kind of hung out on the beach and had some drinks and played in the water. Um, And then we took a lift down to uh, Miami to board the ship. So it was all pretty simple, actually.
0: And you pre-scheduled that lift. Am I remembering that correctly? Or you just called it the day of?
1: We looked at pre-scheduling it, but we decided because we we weren't in a huge rush to get to the boat. There was no thing we needed to be there immediately to do. um, That we would just wait and see how it worked. And oddly enough, it came right as soon as we ordered it and we got there right as our boarding group was being called. So again, it just strangely never happens that way. We've never got to the cruise terminal and just ended up walking right onto the boat, but it all worked out that way this time.
0: And this was your ninth Disney cruise. It was. How would you rank it in terms of all the other Disney cruises you've taken? Was it towards the top, the middle, or the bottom?
1: It's so hard because... First of all, there's no bottom for a Disney cruise. So, um, there's no bottom. Um, it's a really hard question because we've done a lot of the, the special cruises. We've done the Star Wars Day at Sea. Um, we've done the Halloween cruise. We've done the Christmas cruise. And they're all just, they offer different things. So it's hard mm-hmm. to compare them. Um, and this was a 25th anniversary cruise. So again, it had some special things on it. Um mm-hmm. we were on the Magic, which is one of the smaller ships. We happen to like being on the smaller ship. We like that there's a lot less people. Um we like that when you go to Disney's Private Island, Castaway Key, there's more than enough chairs because it's set up, you know, to make sure that everyone on one of the bigger ships gets a seat. So there's plenty of room. Um we like the food offerings on this. Um this one was really cool though because the ship was decorated for the 25th. The characters all had special 25th anniversary outfits. Usually there's at least one fireworks show for Pirate Night. This time there were two because we had a 25th anniversary fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a double dip at Castaway, which is just one of the best places on Earth. So I'm going to say it was towards the top, I guess. After half talking it all through, I think it was definitely towards the top. We had a really, really good time.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about, I guess it's coming from somebody who's only ever done one cruise in my life, which I think I told you was a carnival cruise in my 20s. Is it called your embarkation when you're getting on to the boat? Yes, your embarkation. Yes. Okay. So where your embarkation, how was that? You walked right on, but you don't have access to your things yet. Is your room ready? What do you do with your time until you're able to get into your room?
1: So we um, had an early boarding group. We had group seven, um, which is, again, obviously one of the first ones to board. Um, so we got there um, and they give you a port arrival time. And a lot of people choose not to pay attention to that port arrival time. And I think that's when you end up waiting around a lot. Um, but we got there right when our port arrival time started, went through the security checks, um, which is easier than an airport, to be honest with you. Went and did our check-in, which was easy again, because you already do online check-in. So it's just kind of reaffirming everything. Um, and then we walked onto the boat and our room was not ready. I think it was about probably about 12, 15, 12, 30. When we got on, they said our rooms would be ready at one So what we did is we walked around the ship first, um, took a little look at, um, they have a new, um, I think I told you before they recreated um, the soul. They have a soul lounge now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went and checked that out first thing because we were really excited to see what the Jazz Lounge looked like. And it was super, super cool. I'll have to send you some pictures so that you can see it. Uh, so we just kind of walked around and checked that out. Um, and then because um, we have a 11-year-old, she was starving to death, obviously. So we had to go off and get food. So, of course, she started her, her cruise with chicken fingers and french fries. Um, and we got, you know, a couple drinks. And we just sat by the pool and enjoyed ourselves until the room was ready. It was it was, it was very nice. We um, did um, have a rolling suitcase where we stored, you're allowed to bring on two bottles of wine per person. So we stored <laughs> it in a rolling suitcase to bring it on board because you have to carry it on. Um, and then we had our bathing suit. So we changed it to our bathing suits and hung out by the pool while we waited for the room to be ready. Um, so the room was ready about 1.30. It was pretty much right on time. Um, we went in, kind of put down our backpacks and our uh, rolling suitcase, put stuff away. I don't think our luggage didn't get there probably for another couple hours. It takes, it takes a little while for your luggage to get there. So you have to make sure you have everything you want for that, that first part um, on you, which is why we had our, our uh, swimsuits and everything. So we had stuff to do. So that was pretty much it. And then we just kind of walked around some more until it was time for uh muster drill and the the sail away party. It's not a sail away party. It's a sail away party. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, Cause you know, Disney has to be different. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really good. The sail away party is just the, lots of singing, dancing, all the characters dancing on the deck, confetti. It's 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 pretty crazy. So it's a good day.
0: That's really cool. Um, did you go and tour the kids club?
1: We didn't uh, go tour that day. We did the next day because uh, that day we were just kind of hanging out and doing the pool, um, eating, and then after the party it was time for dinner, so we just didn't really get a chance. Um, but we did um, go tour it the next day and she did utilize it at least two or three times for a few hours. It always mm-hmm. depends how busy it is, if she makes a friend, what that friend's doing, if she decides she'd rather go on the water slides, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, But it's really cool. It has two different sides to it. On the Magic, it has a what they call the secret passageway between the two different sides of the kids' club. So the kids kind of run back and forth and they feel very special. But it's very cool it has a lot of different rooms where you know kind of like a marvel room where they can do different marvel activities and they had marvel characters that came i think um, spider-man was there and black panther and then they have another room um for the smaller kids it has like a pixie hollow with like a treehouse and like a little slide Um, they just they just do it so well it's so well themed just constant activities too just constant things going on in
0: there Oh, I bet, I bet. If it's anything compared to the kids clubs that they had, they used to have, on uh, the Disney World property, um, then I can imagine it's got to be amazing. Because my son did a couple of those, and he still talks about it um, to this day. And he's thirteen. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's not a moment of downtime in there. And you have it. They have. I mean, you have the schedule, so you can see. I mean, are they going to make you know space goo with Stitch, or are they going to you know learn how to you know do magic portal things with Doctor Strange, like there's just always just always so many things going on.
0: Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the the mustard drill? I know that that means you're going to a spot that's your emergency location should anything happen. And just from listening to other people talk about their Disney cruises, I know that during the pandemic, that was all sort of done virtually, like you just had to kind of show up and then your phone somehow knew that you had reported in where you're supposed to, are they still doing it that way? Or do you have to go at a scheduled time?
1: I guess that'd be my one knock on Disney is that they reverted to making you go and actually do the mustard drill again. Mm -hmm. Um, and they say it's for safety and you can't, you can't complain about things that are for safety obviously, but still (laughs) it would be nicer if you didn't have to take those 15 minutes out of your day to go, um, to your spot. Um, it's not that big a deal. It, it literally is like 15 minutes You go. They blow the horn a bunch. <laughs> they tell you what to do in an emergency. Um, we actually were very lucky this time. Our last cruise, we were out on the deck for our mustard drill, and it was just hot as heck, and whew, it was bad. But this time, we were in the theater, strangely enough, so we just got to sit there in the air conditioning and listen to it all, and it's much more effective that way. So <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's not the greatest thing, but again, it's for safety. So you can't complain too much.
0: Okay. At least it only takes about 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you said that you had dinner plans that night. Where did you end up eating? And can you tell us a little bit about, uh, my understanding is that you rotate with people who are at your table. How did that work out? How many people are at your table? How did you like your server?
1: Actually, it was just so we had just us, the three of us at our table. Um, And then there was another table that had like eight that was maybe like three inches away from us. So we ended up chatting with them most of the time anyways, like they were at our table. Um, So technically, I guess you could say we had a private table, but um, there's not a lot of space in there. So it was pretty funny. Um, The first night we had uh, dinner at Rapunzel's Royal Table. So it's basically looks like the Snuggly Duckling. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what the Snuggly Duckling is, go watch Rapunzel, go watch Tangled, and you will find out. But it's very, very cool. Um, there was no show the first night. The last night we were on board was actually Rapunzel's birthday. So we were back in that restaurant. Um, and there was a big show where all the ruffians came out and sang, and Rapunzel came out, and it it was it was crazy. And there was lots of stomping, and the kids all did, like, a parade around the room and everything. Um, there were two other dining rooms. Um that we went to and they were all just slightly different themed. One was like um, an enchanted garden, um, kind of like a beauty and the beast theme. And the other one was um, kind of like a French restaurant kind of theme kind of. um, And they were all, they were all very cool. They didn't have shows. Oh, I'm sorry. The other one was animators palette. That one's really cool because they actually have um, like a turtle that goes around and kind of talks to you. (laughs) It's very hard to explain without seeing it, but you're basically in a big dining room and there's screens all around you. And, Crush the Turtle basically is on the screens, but he's talking to people at the tables. And it's, um, if you're in a Turtle Talk with Crush uh, um, Disney World, is kind of like that, but it's even cooler. Yes,
0: I love Turtle Talk with Crush.
1: Yeah. So it's like that, but he actually is like swimming around the dining room. Like it's just, it's very hard to explain, but it's very cool.
0: So he's literally having a conversation with you, though. Literally in, having a conversation. Like at with your table, at the table, you're back and forth mm-hmm. with him. Okay. Yes, exactly wow. like that. That's but it's, cool. and it's
1: throughout the whole dining room and it's just a, all these scenes. And then when he's not talking, the fish are swimming across, like, it's just very, very cool. Um, I highly recommend going there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so every night the menu is a little bit different depending on which restaurant you're at. Um, the serving team was very good. Um, they were right on top of things the whole time. Dinner does take a little while cause they are serving so many people, um, but we had a really good time. The food, again, the food is just really, really good. So mm-hmm. that was nice. One night we did stay in the room and had room service because we were tired. Um, <laughs> and it was really, room service, by the way, is complimentary, which doesn't happen all the time on nice. all the other cruise ships. So that was really nice too, just to kind of sit in our balcony and relax after a long day cast Castaway, kind of swimming and things like that. So it was really great. And there's the room service menu is very all-inclusive. There's tons of stuff on it. So it's not like we felt like we were missing out. Funny thing, though, is that we stayed in the room and then our the our head server called us later on the phone and was like, are you okay? We missed you. Or do you need us to send you anything? Like, that's how attentive they were. We were like,
0: oh, wow. no,
1: we're just tired. <laughs> it was very oh,
0: sweet. That's really cool. All right, so tell us a little bit about... Uh, the the first full day
1: okay so the first full day we were at sea um the first thing we did that day was um what's called the royal gathering um it's a free event but you do have to sign up for it 30 days ahead of time and basically we had four princesses just all lined up in the atrium Um, we saw cinderella Belle, tiana and someone else that i will remember shortly Um, And my daughter just got to go through and see all four of them and get pictures with all four of them and chat with them. And it was just really nice because it's just all four of them all at once. So Uh just, you know, one line to see everybody, which is really nice. Oh, Ariel was the other one. Sorry, under the sea. I can't believe I forgot Ariel. Um, (laughs) So that was the first thing we did that day. Um, And then we spent a lot of time uh, convincing my daughter that she wanted to do um, what they call the aqua dunk, which is a water slide that's only on the smaller ships, the Magic and the Wonder, and it seems kind of scary at first because it's very, it's very much up on the top deck, and you go into this tube, and the tube closes, and then Huey, Dewey, and Louie count down, and then the floor drops out from under you, and you go down the water slide. It goes out mm-hmm. over the side of the ship, around in a circle, and then you end up at the bottom of the slide. It's, the whole thing takes like eight seconds. It's very fast, but it's super fun. Um, okay. and she was not convinced that she wanted to do that. So that took a little while, but the, after she finally went and the cast members were so patient with her, like just breathe, just relax. Cause it sounds, it sounds a lot scarier than it is. It's not after you do it the first time, it's fine. Um, so we ended up having to do that about a hundred times after she finally figured out that it was amazing. So mm-hmm. we did that quite a lot.
0: Did one of you have to wait down at the bottom for her? Or how does that work when you're dealing with, with a kid and, and the parent who's still So helping? they
1: put um, bracelets on them. They have to be a certain height. And then if they need to have a parent with them, they have bracelets. But she's tall and 11. So she was able to find... She actually made a friend and then kind of left us in the dust for a while and went off by herself for a while. So okay. she was once she got through the first you know, initial time, she was fine to not talk to us at all, honestly. <laughs> so so yeah we spent a lot of time at the pool we watched a lot of movies because they have a movie screen out at the pool all day where they just show Disney movies so we did a lot of that
0: is the pool very crowded
1: um it can be yes depending it kind of goes through phases when you get there first in the morning it's not very crowded and then mm-hmm. you know around lunchtime it gets really crowded again and in the late afternoon it's not as much so
0: Yeah, I just have noticed that the size of the pools on these ships seems very small to me.
1: Yeah, they have um, two family pools, you could say, like there's the main pool, which is where the movies are. It's not huge. And then there's another area kind of behind that, that is um, more of a, almost like a it's not a wading pool, it may be up to your waist. They have a big splash pad they call the Aqualab. It dumps mm-hmm. water on the kids and they can turn things and all that. So a lot of the little, littler ones like to play over there. They have an mm-hmm. actual smaller splash pad off of that for the even littler ones that might be you know, very tiny and need not to be knocked over by the bigger ones. And then they have an adults only area too. So there's a lot of pool area for people to be at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the adults area strangely was Maybe not strangely, but it was always crowded. There was always more people in that area, I think, than any other area. So, people getting ditched by their kids, they went to the quieter place, I guess. Yeah. Then that night on our first day was when they had the silver anniversary celebration. So, they did like a little show in the atrium. Uh, we got pictures um, with Mickey and his special outfit. Um, and then that night, they did fireworks for the silver anniversary, which was a pretty quick little show, but it was, I mean, it's fireworks at sea. So, yeah. You know, it was pretty cool. A little song, dance, little show, and then the fireworks. And it was a long day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like it. Did they have special merchandise uh, for this 25th anniversary?
1: They did. We did not get our hands on any of it because people lined up when we were leaving port, waiting for the shops to open, and, like, bought it. Like, it was crazy. Hmm. Like, they bought all the ears and all that stuff. So it was very strange. They did have some other... They did it have like T-shirts and stuff like that? If you wanted, I mean, there was some special stuff, but like the ears and things like that um, were were hard to come by.
0: Was this something for the twenty fifth anniversary? That it was literally the sailing that was celebrating that, or were there multiple sailings where you could celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary?
1: I believe they went from June to August, so I think we were on one of the last ones.
0: Okay, I wonder if there were. Resellers on your cruise?
1: I would guess yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people go crazy for that stuff at the world. People, there's lots of resellers that go in and do that kind of stuff. We had never, we had never seen it on a ship before, so it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely odd.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that was a very busy first day, and yes. then you said the second day was also another day at sea.
1: Nope. The next two days, we were at Castaway.
0: Oh, okay, so your double dip was two days in a row.
1: Yes, and it was amazing, and we did the exact same thing both days. So, yeah, this is our ninth cruise, our 10th time, 10th and 11th time at Castaway because we did one other double dip, however the numbers work out. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have the same spot we go to on the beach every time.
0: So Mm -hmm. both days,
1: we went to that spot (laughs) and put our stuff down. And the first day, we just hung out and sat there. Um, my daughter, there's water slides on Castaway, that go into the ocean. So she did those for a little while. There's also, um, I, there's lots of activities there. If you want to do activities, kayaking and wind sailing and parasailing and all that kind of stuff, but we do nothing. Um, and there's also like kind of a, I I know she calls it like a play area, but it's out kind of in the ocean a little bit in the Bay. So she likes to go out there and there's like ropes and stuff the kids try to go across. So she spent a lot of time on that. Um, and my husband and I sat and we enjoyed just sitting on the beach, um, and we went in the water here and there. It was really, the water was very warm. Again, <laughs> yeah, being from New Hampshire, warm ocean water is just insane to me. Uh, but it was very warm. The water, the weather was really nice. We had a little bit of rain that first day, but it went by pretty quick. Um, and we just spent the whole day out there on the beach, and it was really nice. Nice. And then the second day when we went back to Castaway, we did the Castaway 5K, which you do on your own. You can do it either day. Um, And we just kind of walked it because it was really hot. So we walked it all as a family, and that was our special, you know, thing we did as a family that day. And we got our medals, and then we went back and sat on the beach again. So not the most exciting days, but we had a great time. Um, For other families that have never been there before, there's – tons of characters out in their bathing suits and stuff so there's a whole schedule where you can see different characters and they have dance parties they have a kids club actually on the island if your kids want to go do that so i mean there's so many activities and then when you're at castaway you eat lunch on the beach so they have like it's basically barbecue both days slightly different and you just you're just there the whole day and it's perfect it's a wonderful day
0: for the kayaking and parasailing and those sorts of activities, are those included in the cost of your cruise or are you paying separately for those if you choose to you do that? You pay them?
1: separately for those.
0: Okay. All right. And are those competitive to get a spot for um, or is it fairly easy? Not
1: really. No. It's pretty much, those are pretty easy to get. Those are not, I mean, even if they said they were sold out, I'm pretty sure you could you could still do them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they sell out that often. I don't think the demand is so high just because it's not the main attraction, I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I have heard that on the Castaway Key days that a lot of times that the cabanas sell out.
1: Those do sell out.
0: Have you ever used the cabana before?
1: I have never been able to get one.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about them?
1: I would love to have one. Those mm-hmm. The cabanas have their own private beach area. Not that it's—I really? yeah, mean, it's, it's not necessary, but it's super fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: again, they have their cabana, which is all comfy, and they have special chairs, and they have an attendant that brings them stuff. So yeah, I mean, I would totally be down for one of those. But usually, they're sold out. Um, concierge guests get first dibs on those, and then mm-hmm. the uh, pearl and platinum guests before others. So even after nine cruises, I'm still not high enough to get a cabana, unfortunately.
0: Someday, wow. someday. How much do those run just out of curiosity?
1: I, I don't know, honestly. I'm trying to think because I think they're like, I don't know, I'd say somewhere around like maybe 600 to $700, somewhere in there. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, that's pricey. Yeah, they're a
1: lot. I haven't gotten one, but I'm not necessarily disappointed that I haven't gotten one. But if I <laughs> did get one, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'd spring once for one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not that expensive if you get a cabana in Disney World at like, say, the contemporary or something like that oh it's, yeah
1: i think it's yeah it's, it's a lot different
0: okay all right so those two castaway key days and
1: then we went to nasa
0: all right so what did you do on nasa and and i assume that you've been to nasa before on previous cruises
1: we've been to nasa many times and we're not actually huge fans of nasa so we stayed on the
0: boat <laughs> um, you enjoyed. know what i hear that i hear that from a lot of people who have been to nasa i think that people who enjoy it seem to be the people who either want to I, I think there's gambling there so you can do that and then the people who are staying in like the Atlantis is that what it's called oh yeah called? Atlantis yeah the big, big water resort?
1: park huge hotel yeah.
0: yeah yeah okay so what did you do on the boat while everyone else was presumably away doing Nassau things
1: it was great because we got to sit out at the pool most of the day. <laughs> Apparently, all I do is sit around on this, this cruise, but it was really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we sat outside. We watched movies a lot of the day. Um, we did some laps around the boat to kind of get our exercise. My, I'm doing quote fingers. You can't see exercise. And <laughs> um, we visited the pub. We yeah, we just kind of really hung out and really enjoyed the boat and everything that it had to offer.
0: Okay, and d- did you notice that a lot of people were actually going off into Nassau, or were there a number of people who were sort of doing the same thing that you were?
1: There were a number of people who stayed on board. We actually had hoped that more people would be getting off. Um, but there were I mean it was we had plenty of room staying on, but there were definitely more people than we expected, and then a lot of people would come back right after, came back right after lunch after their morning excursion, so it definitely got really busy in the afternoon. hmm that was
0: the last day. That was the last day. What was de embarkation? Debarkation. Debarkation. I don't even know any of these terms. We got off the boat. <laughs> right. What, what was the getting off the boat day like? How did that all work? Because I, I think I've heard that you have to have your luggage outside your door or something like that.
1: Right. So the night before anything that you want them to take off the boat for you, you put outside your door, you're given a special luggage tag and assigned a special section basically. So uh, we had Pluto, I think, because it's okay. Disney. So it's not like you get one, two, three or four, you get Pluto or Ariel or whatever. Okay. Um, so you put that outside your door and then you're assigned a breakfast based on your, your dinner the night before. So we had our meal um, at Rapunzel's table was our breakfast. We went back there we had breakfast, I believe it was at 7 a.m. Went mm-hmm. and had our breakfast and you wait for them to call your tag to get off the ship. Once you get off the ship, you go and grab your luggage. It's all together. It's very easy. It's all together in an, in, in an area based on again, your tag. So Pluto, you find the Pluto section and you get your your baggage and then you just go through, um, you check your passports and then you're, you're done. You're out the door back to the real world. Unfortunately.
0: That sounds like a really relaxing trip. It's, a lot of hanging out at pools, hanging out at beaches, eating good food, and it just sounds very chill.
1: It was for us. I think if it's your first, and this is because it was our ninth, if it's your first cruise, you're probably much more involved in a lot of the activities because again, there are activities all day long, whether you're at sea or not, if you're in port Mm -hmm. or at sea, Um, and characters and just so many things you can be doing. So I think because it was our ninth cruise, we don't Feel like we have to race off to all the activities we've done a lot of them mm-hmm. um, we meet the characters we want to meet we definitely you know made sure we saw Mickey and his his outfit we saw princesses um, my daughter wanted to see a couple other uh, Captain America or whatever you know we made sure we did that stuff um, mm-hmm. but other than that we really just try to relax and enjoy ourselves and not over schedule which I think is a tendency on you know your first Disney cruise there's just so much you feel like you have to do everything Um, I didn't even spend, I mean, the second night of Castaway too, we had pirate night. So everyone dresses up like pirates, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. And then your crew in your dining room, your servers and everything, they dance around in their pirate gear and and they do all this stuff. And then there's fireworks that night too. So, I mean, there's just so much to do Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, and I think it's important, you know, to just not feel like it's vacation. I don't want to feel like I have to run around and do everything you can, Mm -hmm. but We just wanted to relax. So that's how we took this one.
0: Yeah. Well, did you think as you were getting off of the ship when your next Disney cruise might be? Because I know that you're trying to work your way to platinum. (laughs) So Uh,
1: so we may have one booked. I mean, it might be possible that the next one is already (laughs) booked, which I mean, it's a lot easier to get off when you know you have something else coming. So, Uh Um, and it's a Christmas surprise for my daughter. So, she won't, won't be able to let her listen to this, but we're going to do a Marvel Day at Sea um, next February.
0: Okay, wow. And where does that one leave from?
1: That one leaves from Fort Lauderdale, which is also very exciting because it's a lot easier for us to fly to Fort Lauderdale. And it's on the Dream, which um, I don't think has ever been in Fort Lauderdale before, the Disney Dream, which is one mm-hmm. of the bigger ships. So something, something a little different. So that will be fun.
0: Well, that's exciting okay and for the marvel day at sea how many days of a cruise is that is it literally going out and having a day at sea or is that just one of the days within a, a normal length of a cruise
1: that's just one of the days i believe it's going to be two days at sea one of those will be the marvel day um one day at cozumel and then one day at castaway
0: okay all right well that you're right. It does make it a lot easier if you have something on the books. I always say that they, the cure for the Disney blues is to have your next trip planned. And that sounds like the, the cure for the Disney cruise blues, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that which sounds like blues clues, but no. <laughs> cruise, um, <laughs> yes, cruise, <laughs> cruise blues um, is, is to also have your next Disney cruise planned. Um, I. Do you want to ask you because i know that you are a travel planner and that you are a dedicated disney cruiser what is uh what's the scoop on this this new disney treasure because i know that some new information has come out this week what what should those of us who are not really familiar with disney cruises know about the treasure
1: well first of all it looks beautiful um so if you go online and look at any pictures of it it looks absolutely gorgeous Um, So right now, Disney has, uh, I guess you could call them three different classes of ships. They have um, the Magic and the Wonder, which is their older, smaller ships. Um, They have the Fantasy and the Dream, which is they carry about 4,000 passengers each. They're a little bit bigger. Um, And then they have the Wish. The Wish came out, I think, last year, I want to say. It's slightly slightly bigger than the Fantasy, almost the same. Um, But they reconfigured it a little bit, Um, reconfigured some of the pool decks, added some new bars and lounges and things like that. Um, And the treasure is supposed to be the sister ship to The Wish. Um, So it looks really beautiful. Um, There's going to be a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea lounge. There's going to be um, a Beauty and the Beast Broadway style show. Uh, There's going to be a Coco restaurant, which they're going to have, the show is going to be like a Day of the Dead, Dia de las Muertas show kind of thing going on. it's just, it looks really, really cool. Um, I think they're saying there's some, like a Lion King lounge. They're reimagining the kids' area, so they'll have some different things in there. Oh, one of the suites is going to be like an Epcot-themed suite. Which, Wait so a it's second. Have, what? I, I have not heard
0: about this. <laughs> what is it it's going to, to look like? It
1: looks sort of futuristic, and then the ceiling is all designed kind of like the Epcot ball. Like It has like that design on it. And the kids oh, actually I have, have these, like, pictures. cool capsule bunk bed things. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's super cool. Um, so, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Um, it's going to have in their main atrium will be Aladdin and Jasmine flying on the the magic carpet. I'm trying to think what else it has. But, yeah, they just release so much information. Oh, they're going to have um, – so they have the water coaster at sea called the Aquamouse. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I haven't seen it yet because they have something, they have it on The Wish, but I haven't actually gone on The Wish yet, so I haven't seen it. But this one is going to have, basically it starts out, you're in the raft to go down the water slide, and it starts with screens like a movie as you're moving through it.
0: And it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be
1: kind of like an Egyptian theme, and then you hit the water slide and actually go through the water. So
0: Hmm.
1: they call it the first water coaster at sea. So it sounds very interesting, and I'm anxious to see how that works.
0: Okay, have you ever done any of the water coasters at um, Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach? Yes. Okay, yeah, those are a lot of fun. So I can imagine that this sounds like it's going to be similar, but with the addition of screens, which-
1: With the addition of some kind of movie element to it. Yeah, Yeah, I'd be interested to see what
0: that's about. Hmm.
1: I agree, I'm interested to see how it all all fits together. Um, Oh, and they're going to have a Jungle Cruise lounge, which I don't know how I forgot that because that's amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the Jungle Cruise and I love the Skipper Canteen in the Magic Kingdom as well. So I, I, I'm hoping that's right up my like alley. That,
1: yeah. And I hope that they make corny jokes and everything. I mean, oh, please. you can't have a Jungle yeah. Cruise without your corny jokes. So
0: Exactly. Well, when when is the Treasure going to be doing its inaugural sailing, and how soon can people start booking their Treasure cruises?
1: The Treasure will start December of twenty twenty four will be its first cruise. Um, it will be doing seven night Eastern and seven night Western Caribbean cruises. Um, it's actually taking over what looks it looks like it's taking over the Fantasy sailing starting in twenty twenty end of twenty twenty four into twenty twenty five. Um, Mm -hmm. So if anyone's ever been on the fantasy or familiar with those itineraries, it looks like it'll be doing the Tortola, St. Thomas um, on the Eastern, and then the Cozumel, Grand Cayman on the Western. Um, And booking starts um, September 12th. So if anyone's interested. Oh, wow. You let me know.
0: (laughs) Next week. Okay. And of course, people can contact you if they're interested in any of the Disney cruises. Um, Absolutely. Give us a, a, a one or two sentence reason that somebody should book their their cruise with a travel planner.
1: Expertise is the number one reason. Just, I mean, we take, I do a lot of training, a lot of cruising, obviously. Um, so I'm very familiar with all of all of the ins and outs and the quirks. Um, also, we have a big community that we can reach out to for advice. And if anything goes wrong, I mean, I'm a real person. You can call on the phone. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier sometimes than... Uh, trying to get in touch, you know, through 1-800 numbers or, or things like that. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't cost anything extra, so it's just a little bit of security. Nice. Okay.
0: All right. Well, Jennifer, it has been a pleasure to reconnect with you after all of these years and to hear about your wonderful cruise. I am very much looking forward to the day I can say that I've been on a Disney cruise. Um, just got to convince my husband to go on a cruise, um, but i You don't I'm need sure him. I...
1: Take your son.
0: You know what? I, I said that exact same thing. I said, at <laughs> some point I will be going on one, regardless of whether you're coming with me or not, because <laughs> it's Disney. I have to, you have but to do it. anyway, it was, it was a pleasure talking with you and I hope that you'll come back on and let us know about any other trips you want to share.
1: Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed reliving my vacation. It was a really nice way to kind of look back (laughs) on it. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. And it was great to meet you again after so many years. It was wonderful.
0: All right. Well, have a great rest of your evening, a magical evening, if you will. And (laughs) we will talk at some point in the future, I'm sure. Thank you again to Jennifer for being on the podcast. If you'd like to see some pictures from Jennifer's trip, head over to the podcast Instagram page. If you have an upcoming trip and would like to be a trip report guest, there's a form in the show notes that only takes a few minutes to fill out. No experience required, just enthusiasm about your upcoming trip and availability to interview both before and after that trip. Thank you all for continuing to listen. If you wouldn't mind, please do take a moment to rate the podcast. And if you have a few more moments, I'd love it if you would consider writing an honest review. It will help others to find the show. With that said, I'll say ta-ta for now. And remember, keep Dave dreaming about where you long to be.